Welcome to the Piggy Bank Chronicles, a podcast about money, investing, and bringing home the bacon. Hey, what's up, listeners? We're going to be talking about individual stocks today from Don and JJ. This is completely entertainment purposes, but these are funny stocks. Um, no, they're, they're stocks that we handpicked, and we're going to just talk about why we like them, why we think they're good picks, and make some jokes. Okay, we're going to make jokes. I, uh, <laughs> I didn't prepare the material, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, the, the first one on my list uh, should come to a shock to no one if you've listened to this podcast, um, and that is Starbucks. Um, it is it is one of my picks. Uh, we're, we each have two picks we're going to talk about, but I love Starbucks, uh, and it, it's still, to me, a, a high-growth potential stock um, for, for some reason. Um, one is uh, their mobile user base. It's incredibly large and still growing. Uh, customers are extremely loyal to Starbucks. Um, and I think uh, the app has a, a large portion to do with that. It's just a fantastic app. If you've ever used the app, it's a joy. And I, I feel like I rarely say that with applications or apps on your phone, but it is just very easy to use, uh, very easy to order always right i don't know i i love the app uh it has thirty-five thousand stores globally wow. they sell a product that is addictive which really helps uh for having recurring customers and I, I think that ties in with the whole history of, of caffeine in general and how many wars have been waged over it. it it's just embedded in humans uh loving caffeine uh and it, it has a pretty insane market share in the U.S. at, at 40%, but it's still growing. Uh, and in addition to that, that's just in the U.S., they're continuing aggressive global expansion. Uh, and to, to even say they're, they're slowing down, it's not. They just had their best revenue ever in 20, 2023 in Q2 with $8.7 billion. And that's in spite of 17% of their business being in China and they're still being a large economic downturn, they're still putting up their highest revenue recorded ever. Um, and, and some of this was, I'll, I'll give a shout out to, to Motley Fools. They noted it as a stock to never sell and anticipate decades of return from Starbucks. I think it's, I think it's great. I love coffee myself. Uh, and I, I spend more probably than I should there. Um, and I know others who spend more probably than they should there. So uh, that, that's one of my picks and kind of how I feel about it and, and some big talking points of of why I think they're, they're still poised for, for a heavy amount of growth and, and a good stock to buy. Maybe, maybe not the highest potential stock. You're not going to go 10,000x, but... I think over the next few decades, it'll still be thriving. Wow. So that's uh, that's an interesting first pick for uh, getting us kicked off. So your your investment thesis is, seems to be predicated on the idea of this is a growth company still, despite thirty five thousand stores worldwide. It's it's uh, it's an interesting. I mean. I, yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I mean, caffeine is one of those, like, it's addictive, but it's not that bad for you, right? So it's kind of an okay drug that you can take. 
Right. One of the few vices that, that the doctor doesn't chase you away from until you have a heart condition or something. So, um, because he had his coffee. Yeah, he did. Thank goodness. If he's working on you, you definitely want him to have his coffee or her to have her coffee. But, um, didn't Howard Schultz recently return to Starbucks as the CEO for the third time? Is that something that happened, I think, or, or am I imagining that? You may not. You may not be aware. I, I don't know. Yeah, it did say he was interim CEO from twenty two to twenty three. Yeah, I'm not currently. That's been the only thing that's kind of got me about Starbucks. I've been aware of him for a long time, obviously. Also, like you, I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm not a. I don't show up at Starbucks every day, but I I do show up at Starbucks probably once a week. Um, yeah. The Frappuccino is an adult icy. I'm a big fan of that. But um, yeah, Schultz coming back again for the third time kind of speaks to they've struggled to find a successor for him. And <clears throat> although he's proven to be uh, a maestro running the company, he hasn't proven to be quite the same maestro at like replacing himself, <laughs> which I guess is a completely different skill. So it's it's definitely one to watch. It'll be interesting to see who and how he replaces himself going up. But, um, yeah, definitely an interesting stock. Yeah, it, it looks like Laxman Narasimhan has taken over as CEO. Oh, he has. Okay, see, I'm not a, I'm not up on current events with this stuff. I should be I should be paying more attention. Yeah, so he he is taking over now um, from Schultz. Uh, CEO. but that was, that was very recent just happened uh four one you're only uh, i'm only two months out of date here yeah yeah <laughs> which is uh about it okay well cool cool well my first stock that i was going to give my investors investment thesis for is definitely a little bit different than your first stock <laughs> although i think it still speaks to people's habits a little bit so this stock is a um, company called Life Storage Inc. The ticker symbol is LSI. Um, I first encountered Life Storage because back home where I grew up in uh, near in and around Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I would see these these Life Storage uh, you know self storage facilities all over the area. In fact, as you're driving down Interstate 10 heading into Baton Rouge uh, near Port Allen, you'll see one off to the side of the road coming into town, I think. So they're really prominent over there. And they've, they popped up a little bit here in Texas where, where we live today. Um, Life Storage is um, a dividend night. And I will I'll explain to you what that means, but um, just for the record, Starbucks is, as of... I believe the date is as of March of this year, March 31st of this year, Starbucks is also a dividend night. So what a dividend night is, is this category that was invented by the Motley Fool where they used a screener to pick stocks that are dividend payers that meet certain criteria. So they have to be traded on a major U.S. exchange. They have to be at least $1 billion market capitalization. So no, no, no micro caps in here. They have to have at least $500 million in trailing 12-month revenue. They have to have paid a dividend for 10 consecutive years. They have to have a 10-year dividend compounded annual growth, growth rate, or CAGR as they call it, 
of at least 10%, so 10% growth over 10 years, and outperform the S&P 500 um, over the past, uh, total return over the past 10 years, which, which is not a trivial feat. The market's done fairly well, but there's a, there's a list that the Molly Fool generated, and as of, um, I want to say, the last time they did this, um, in uh, March of this year, there were 153 companies on their list, and, and this is one of them. So Life Storage has been on a growth tear in recent years, which you can tell just by the sheer number of facilities that they're building around. I've, I've always been a fan, big fan of their, sort of their aesthetic of the brand. Their um, assets from, uh, they, there's a, there's a, Tick a tie, and, and I'm sitting here trying to remember what it is and drawing a blank. It's called AFFO, and it stands for Adjusted Funds from Operations. And Adjusted Funds from Operations is how you would measure this a company like this. This company is called a REIT, a Real Estate Investment Trust. And the Adjusted Funds from Operation is how you would measure a REIT rather than by its earnings. Um, it, it's had an adjusted funds from operation growth in five years of 15.89%. It's had a dividend growth in five years of 11.3%. Um, the one concern is that the growth long-term of the debt is similar to the growth of the revenue, meaning the return on invested capital is consistent, but free, not free. In other words, to increase um, growth, they have to increase leverage, which is increasing debt. Um, where they, when they build out or acquire new facilities. But in the last three years, um, I remember reading that like 80% of the space in America, the, 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 the addressable market for self-storage facilities is run, they're, they're smaller independent companies. So there's a tremendous growth trajectory for a company like this to go out and acquire mom and pop shops and, and become one of the big players. And Life Storage is one of the four kind of big cool players in the space like public storage is another one extra space storage and cube smarter for the biggest ones that are out there um so that's kind of it you know uh, I, I can't help but love this business model um i don't know if i've talked to you about this before but people it's just kind of like you're talking about don people they have bad habits right and so people want to hold on to their stuff and when their house gets full of their stuff and they don't want to get rid of their stuff, they go rent a storage facility to put their stuff in there. And they just keep paying month after month, year after year, to keep their stuff in a storage facility. And it's it's wonderful. <laughs> it's, it's terrible, actually. I mean, yeah, that's and, how we, we got the hit show, uh, Storage Wars. Exactly. <laughs> we have a lot to be thankful for. That's okay. it. Yeah. And, and so... Even though it's a terrible thing and people really shouldn't be doing this, if they're going to do it, someone has to profit from it. It might as well be me. <laughs> so, um, so I'm I'm kind of a big fan of this company. Um, this is a company that I and my wife and I own. We've owned it for a while, and um, of course, there's no guarantee that future results will match current results. But as it stands today, we are up. 27% on live storage from when we acquired it. So it's been, in addition to paying a pretty pretty nice dividend, it's kind of been going along and doing its thing. So so we like it. Uh, I think the dividend rate on it's 
probably around the 4% range. Let me look and tell you. Life storage is paying a uh, 3.75 roughly percent dividend. So three and three quarters dividend. About so it's 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 got a good dividend. It's got good growth prospects. It's big in its space, and yep, that's it. Yeah, and I mean, it, it makes me want to go rent a unit. Maybe uh, put up stuff in there. Well, you know. I, I, a friend of mine, his family has one of these independent places, and he says it's always baffled him because people will pay way more in fees over years than the value of the stuff that they're storing in the storage facility in the first place because they just can't part with stuff. And it's just not great. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, but it's... it's, it's I, I get that. My my parents, they have a storage for a long time, and it's just full of stuff that they can't help her. Yeah, you get it's it's sometimes it's good to just it's cathartic to let things go, and and yeah. you know if you really need it, you can reacquire it or find it a different way. I, it's it's tough. I'm I know a lot of folks that use storage units. I do, and sometimes they have really legitimate reasons for doing it and, and i think that's for that reason the business is sound but i just worry that some people are using it and and they just shouldn't be using it for what they're using it for but yeah yeah you know but, uh, they they went local they're supporting local storage facility so like a like a mom and pop type shop yeah yeah cool. I, I think they're they're no name but yeah i i'm aware of people who do it yeah well there you go so that's my first stock. That's one that, that we personally own. It's in our portfolio. It's not a huge position, but it's one we've had for a minute, and it's done okay. And, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I, I don't have a lot of REITs, but the ones I have, I like. So. Yeah. Well, that goes to being JJ's first, and now goes to my second, which is uh, a recently... Uh, company that went public and that's academy sports and outdoors they had their ipo in 2020 uh where they basically removed all of their long-term debt from their balance sheet allowed them to kind of free them up to to re-strategize what they're going to do uh, instead of just debt uh with that ipo went really successfully um and they uh during the pandemic, uh, that was the year during the pandemic, uh, so they had stopped expanding stores uh, while just paying off that debt. And now they're in a position where they want to increase their store count by 50% in the next five years. Uh, they have 270 stores in 18 states, only operating in the southeast. So they recently piloted smaller stores. Uh, and those had higher percent sales per square footage as well as higher inventory turns. And that's kind of their goal going forward is smaller stores, uh, keep the cost low, allow for more stores and more markets and hopefully expanding to as many states as they can. They're the fastest growing sports and outdoors retailer in the country currently, uh, beating out Dick's, uh, Cabela's and Base Pro, Target, Walmart, and sportswear warehouse 
So pretty cool. Uh, they're, they're beating all of them in every category. Uh, they're exceeding expectations every quarter since their IPO and their valuation is 4X their IPO in 20. They're still trading pretty low considering their value and potential. Uh, they have a strong omni-channel presence with their app. So both physical retailer and through their app. Uh, and yeah, uh, all this info is from their, their website, from just their SEC filings uh, and their investor relations on, on Academy Sports doors. Uh, and they're also a, a dividend stock. They've only been public for three years, but uh, they seem to be doing well and headed for a lot of growth. Uh, and I think it's uh, growing up being a Texan. I, I've definitely shopped at Academy. It's a, a Texas-based company. Texas started, Texas raised. They have 101 stores just in Texas uh, with the other 160 being the other 17 states. So they have a very strong presence in Texas. I doubt that Texas who doesn't know what Academy is or been inside one. So just think they're poised for, for a lot of growth in the upcoming years and think they're better than all of those other sports stores mentioned um, in comparison to goods and prices and experience in the store or online. Hmm. So I, uh, being in a longtime Texas resident, I am very familiar with Academy. I've shopped there a lot, and I'm going to agree with you. I, they are hands down when it comes to sporting goods or even sporting apparel, one of my go-to places to hit. Um, I think I like Academy um, better than all the other brands that you mentioned, uh, irrespective of what I'm looking for. So, yeah, I'm kind of all in on Academy, too. It's It's exciting. Uh, exciting times when they when they're a relatively new IPO doing well and tons of room to expand throughout the country and the idea of smaller concept stores is interesting because to me Academy Academy is sitting there and they're they're direct competitors clearly got to be the the Amazons of the world right this these online juggernauts and having an omni-channel approach is going to be key to battling back and having that store presence there are some items you just want to see and touch and hold and feel before you before you buy them and academy certainly got sort of the whole plethora of camping or hunting or fishing or you know any type of sports you're looking to play they're 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 a great store so definitely yeah. have have a lar large assortment good definitely tangible uh, i've definitely purchased My, amazon and they haven't been the the best whenever you get in your yeah. You have to return it and you have to Yeah, if, if you don't like it, it can be it can be an extra set of steps you gotta deal with. If you get something online and it's not what you wanted. But I will say that um for me, um yeah, I I um I my golf clubs, for instance, have all come from Academy. So I put together I I bought a set of irons, I bought a different set of woods, I bought a separate putter, and then I have a a driver that was a gift to me but all those other clubs in in different batch buys all came from academy and and i found a set of graphite shafted um slice correcting fairway woods <laughs> that were 
that that which is a very very odd thing for someone to be looking for and i was like looking around and they had them on their you know their discounted rack for five dollars a piece so i got these three fairway woods and i have a natural slice which was great so these clubs are like near and dear to me <laughs> so, <laughs> so i that was a that was a big fun about my putter I, I got a really nice putter at academy too so yeah I, I like going to academy for anything golf related for sure and I don't play golf that often, but when I do, I play with academy clubs. So. <laughs> yeah, it's one way to do it. Yeah, good way to. Well, cool. Yeah, very cool. That's, that's my second pick. So my second pick is probably weirder than yours, and probably just as equally not known, <laughs> I think, for most folks. Um, so my second pick is a company that my wife and I own stock in. It's called Winmark Corporation. I found this as a modly fool. It wasn't really even a recommendation. There's a one of the the, the guys at Modly Fool, Jim Gillies, who I think heads Modly Fool Canada, um, talked about being a fan of this stock, and I just sort of love the story that he told about it. It's a, it's a small cap, just over a billion dollars in market cap. So it's there's not a lot of analyst coverage on it out there, but it's got a five year price appreciation of 161 percent, which is excellent right um revenues dipped through 2020 in the pandemic but they've been rising otherwise over that time frame it's got a one-year performance versus the s p of 77.6 percent for winmark corporation to 77.46 percent for um the s p over the trailing one year so 10 times the performance of the S&P over the last 12 months. Uh, so it's destroyed it, right? Um, what this company does is it's a small business franchiser that operates in the U.S. and Canada. And specifically, mostly what it does is secondhand stores. So brands include Once Upon a Child, Style Encore, Play-Doh's Closet, Play It Again Sports, and Music Go Round, which is a music-themed um, chain um, Plato's Closet there's a one here in Katy I think there's a play it against sports in West Houston um, so um, as a franchiser these guys basically don't directly own the they're, they're franchisees right they're they're opening up these stores under these brands but they can launch new brands they can provide processes and procedures for their existing brands and they can help their 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 franchisees succeed so but as a franchise they have low cost of capital um, they're mostly just a profit engine which is what i love about franchise companies right they don't have the overhead and the capital expenses you would see from a, a, another traditional kind of company and the new ceo like the founder has a what jim gillies described as an everybody wins approach to the business where they focus on a balanced set of outcomes for the employees, for the shareholders, for the customers, for the franchisees. They want to make sure that everybody's getting a piece of the pie, everybody's sharing in the prosperity of their company. And so it's it's a very, you know, from a from a corporate behavioral perspective, it's a very likable company. They've got a low dividend yield of like 0.93% and a five-year growth rate of 43.43% of their dividend. So it's their dividends very small but growing quickly. They paid special dividends in 2021, 2022, and 2023. 
No guarantee that's going to continue, but their special dividends bump their dividend rate up to a much higher rate when they pay them. So, um, and again, this has been something that's gone really well for me. I haven't owned it in the same time frame as what I talked about over the last year, but in the time that my wife and I have owned the stock, it's up 63% from our original purchase. So it's, it's done really well for us. Um, so Winmore Corporation is one I'm kind of excited about. It's, it's a position I plan to be long in for a while. I hope that they can continue to grow the brands they have and possibly introduce new brands that will um, continue to, to make them a standout in the space where they work. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, I've sold clothing to Plato's Closet before. So you're familiar with them then? Only Plato's Closet out of all those brands. Yeah. Yeah. And they will sell new and used items in these stores. Like Play It Against Sports will have sometimes new and used items on the shelf. So okay. it's yeah. not, it's an interesting Plato's, concept. Plato's Closet, I think, might only be used. But I, I, don't, I just sold it, so I don't know. But they definitely bought some used name clothing. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've got a, I think they've got a pretty good model. And, um... I mean, like I said, the company's been a winner for me. I think it's been a winner for a lot of its shareholders. I think it's one of those companies that, you know, can be a great long-term holding. Um, so I know that's an eclectic set of companies like, a, you know, a, a REIT and a, and a franchising and, and a secondhand store franchising company. But <laughs> these are, these are kind of, I think, some, of, some interesting, I don't, we don't own a, ton of individual stocks but the ones we do there's usually a story as to why we own it and and why we want to keep owning it for a while and that's i I think for me the stories for why i bought both of these stocks are still valid to me from where they were when i originally bought them i still think conceptually they're going to work in the markets that they're competing in in fact um what was really interesting there's a um uh, uh, well, am I thinking of the right one? No, I, I mean, there's, there is a life storage that has sprung up here in, in the area where I live recently. And I've, I've watched, um, some of the bigger brands and real estate investment trusts that own these public storage REITs gobbling up a lot of smaller ones here in the West Houston area. So it's, it's really, it's interesting to watch, you know, this this investment thesis in action on a regular basis. Um, yeah, no, cool. Well, there you go, man. That's uh, that's that's our investment thesis for four stocks. Not too, not not too bad. Kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely definitely good one. I think oh. uh, we'll have to we'll have to keep track five years see see where each is at. So, and, uh, so we'll come back in five years and talk about how, how well our thesis yeah. held up. I, yeah, yeah. I, I will say I'm not going to guarantee that I'm going to necessarily sit on these companies for five years. I may, I reserve. I always reserve the right to change my mind and jettison them if if, if market conditions <laughs> imply that I should do that. So. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, we'll, we'll still have a check in five years. See see where our thesis would have held within five. Well, I, I got to go buy some Starbucks stock just if for no other reason that when you're shopping at Starbucks, you're paying me, Dom. <laughs> yeah, I will. So, you, you can guarantee I'd contribute to your success. I, I appreciate that. That's, that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, and, 
that Go leads ahead. us to our our uh, our bacon bit. Oh and, my! Uh, <laughs> it is food related bacon bit on this one, and that is our our favorite fast food joint. So there's been some there's been some drama in in the bacon bit, Don. I yeah. Bef- when I wrote these down originally, I visited some fast food restaurants and. Um, the order got switched. It may get switched again before I present it. I am deeply concerned about where this is going to end up. Mine, mine stays true. I, I visited some fast food whenever we originally wrote these, but I, I still feel confident in my my three picks. So, yeah, I'm starting to I'm starting to feel like I need to make changes. I I may have to make some edits on the fly, but we'll see. <laughs> I'll I'll start it out with my uh, my heavy hitter. My number one, um, it's all-time favorite. It's there's nothing I've ever had that can beat it in fast food restaurant business, um, and that it's something that's not in Houston yet. It is coming in 2024, and I'm ex- it's ecstatic that it will exist in Houston, and that is P. Terry's Burger Stand. Uh, it is a a burger place that is the absolute best burger place. I have ever enjoyed. I, I I could eat it every day. I honestly could eat it every single day of my life. It is that good of a burger. It's just incredible. I, I've only ever had the burger, so I can't speak to the other menu items, but their burger and fries are just fantastic. They also have IBC root beer on tap. And I've never been to a place that has IBC root beer on tap, but that is the best root beer. Um, so I think the the quintessential of those three just makes this the best fast food chain I've ever visited. And, and I don't, I'm not a big soda drinker, but if there's IBC root beer on tap, best believe I'm getting a soda. And every time it is immaculate. I've never had a, a lot of fast food places. It could be hit or miss. Depends on who's cooking. P. Terry's, it's always good. I've never had bad P. Terry's. I have had some fries that that aren't the best, but I've had that everywhere in every fast food place I've ever had. So I can't fault them there. But the burger has literally only ever been juicy and fresh and delicious. It is sensational every time I have ever visited. And I've visited it a lot. At all types of times, um, from lunches to 3 a.m., I've had P. Terry's. And okay, so every time. Where, it is where is this that you've been visiting P. Terry's since it hasn't come to the area yet? Is it up, oh, up yeah. in Austin? or That, that is right. It okay. is a Austin exclusive at the moment. They have okay. 28 stores. So are they coming to the Houston area? Yeah, two, two are coming to Houston in 2024. And where are they going to be? Do you know? They haven't released the locations. One, I believe, hasn't leaked, and that's in Baytown. Baytown? Um, that's not Houston. That's way down there. <laughs> yeah. There, there's two coming in 24. So Okay, uh, this they, is... this is. But I got to eat at this place, man. <laughs> I, I love this place. I, I'm probably overhyping it, but I... I don't know. Well, it's... you're definitely overhyping it, but oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm 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 a big burger fan, a big soft drink fan. IBC root beer is excellent. Uh, all all those all sound amazing. Yeah, it's it is. I don't know. It's so good. I can't I can't get it. I wish I could go get it right now. 
it's you can also do you can lettuce wrap the burger so maybe you're trying to like save 250 calories you can add grilled onions to it you can put the big pickles on it you could add jalapeno okay i feel like you're describing what a burger now man <laughs> no hmm. but it, it's just it's precise it's all on one small little menu that they just hang up it's not some big device it doesn't have lit screens it's a wooden menu stand and they're they're called burger stands because half of them in austin don't even have an inside you pick it up through the fast food drive-thru and it's delicious it is just absolutely delicious and they also pay a fair wage i think that's another big part they're very they're all it's all fresh ingredients guaranteed they pay their people really well um, just a really great company and small private. If they went public tomorrow, I would put a lot. I mean, <laughs> I think they're just a, I think they're sensational and well, in every aspect. That's, that's awesome. No, it looks, I'm looking at their website and they look amazing. I, uh, I'm going to have to check these guys out, but I'm not going to Baytown, dude. I'd be just soon drive to Austin and eat there. <laughs> drive all the way to Baytown from here, but I'll, I'll bring <laughs> you some. If they, wherever they open, I'll, I'll buy you some and I'll bring it. I'm, I'm down. I'll even I'm, get I'll, a little heater. I'll get a little portable heaters to make no, sure. No, no, I'll just, ready. I'll meet you there, man. I'll meet you there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, my first, I'm going to go back to my first love. I got to do it. So, I'm gonna move my first one back up to number one, but I, I gotta I gotta throw this caveat. You 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 threw the caveat, so I'm taking your caveat. My number one is In and Out Burger. It's a California chain that has recently moved into the Texas area in the Houston area, and we've got I, I think we've got like three In and Outs in the Houston area, which and they're spread pretty far out. They're probably 35 to 50 miles apart, or something silly, and maybe not quite that much. Maybe 20 miles apart each one, but. In and Out Burger is I just love it. I first time I ate there, I thought it was great. I'm a big fan. The only thing is everybody hates In and Out's French fries. And I loved In and Out's French fries, but the last time I ate at In and Out, I'm convinced that they changed their fries. And I asked the wait staff, they no, it's the same fries we've always had. I'm like, no, it's not. They're smaller. <laughs> They're different size than your old fries. Um, so, but yes, I still love In-N-Out Burger. Um, similar to, it's, to, to what your point is, they're very standard, simple menu, but I just, I really dig them. I, I think they're, they're awesome. They're probably my favorite fast food place out there, but that fry situation needs looking into, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have a great burger. I would never put their fries in my, I just, oh, come I on. Would, if, I, if I was, <laughs> if I was starving, and so it was like, here's some In-N-Out fries. I'd go hungry. What is wrong know. with I, people? They're not that bad. <laughs> they're <laughs> that bad. They're, I, would, I would classify them as unedible. If you're like, eat this like raw broccoli or these deep fried potatoes from In-N-Out, I would take the raw broccoli any day, any day. And I think that is, it's, I'm not that big of a raw broccoli fan. You're so. killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. I so, can't believe. Um, All right. Well, well, fine. In and Out's still my number one. <laughs> the burger, the burger's sensation. Um, if they had IBC root beer, I would be a better experience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, I get you. Know. you. Well, 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 once Pete Terry's is in Houston, we'll have to do like a rival In and Out versus Pete Terry's match. And I mean, we've already know who's going to win the soft challenge but you know the other two are, are up for debate we already know who's gonna win the fry challenge too it's gonna be pete terry 
So only the burgers left, really, between the two. Chains. Oh my gosh! Listen to this guy. <laughs> okay, yeah. what's your second one, Mister P. Terry? <laughs> yeah, man. All right, the second is just—it's true to true to my heart. Um, it, it's not the best. I wouldn't even say it's Mexican food, uh, but it is Taco Bell. Uh, the Yokiero. Yeah, Yokiero Taco Bell. Oh, man. I love Taco Bell. I, I don't care. At, at every stage of my life, through childhood, through adulthood, I have loved Taco Bell. As a child, it, it was my number one favorite. Um, the reason it has fallen down the list is because they have changed their menu more times than I can count at this point. I don't even know what is on the Taco Bell menu at this point. They're still on there because I can go to Taco Bell, I can get something cheesy and delicious. And I think their CEO said recently, within the past year or so, like cheese is essential to our business and part of the reason we're successful. And I resonate with their CEO saying that. I, I just know I can find something cheesy and delicious at Taco Bell at any time I go there. Um, if they still had some of my favorites, it, it would be number one. They've just deleted loves out of my I don't know how they've done it, but they take away, they give me the double decker, they take it away. They give me the nacho griller, they take it away. They give me, they give me these beautiful fast food experiences and then they take it away. And, and it's been a love hate thing they give me the enchirito and they take it. It's weird. I, I have so many menu items. Like so, these were my go-tos for years. So I'm pretty sure that the Taco Bell pizza is back on the menu now, is it not? It is. That, I, that I is think it's the come one back. Yeah. thing. That's the one thing that they've brought back and it's been brought back. Um, that is the only thing. Um, they did bring back the enchirito for a limited time and I ate it every week. <laughs> it, I, I tried to make sure it was a permanent addition to their menu. It just, I couldn't have, I, I supported it to my maximum and it wasn't enough. Yeah. I should have doubled down. I should have picked up children to go, you okay, know, spend okay. money. I don't, okay, I, okay. I, that, that was the only part that was missing, uh, was, was the sales on Taco Bell side. And I was still a little, I'm glad I got to have it again though. Um, uh, I tried, but they they definitely taken away a lot that I love, and and that's the reason they're they're number two. I, I'm still sure, I still have the quesadilla, and I don't think that'll ever go away. That's that's been a tried and true for a long time now, just a steak or chicken quesadilla. Their breakfast, man, their crunch wrap. All right, it's it could go back. Their their breakfast is elite. The breakfast crunch wrap. Okay. It's I, the number one breakfast food in America. I, I'm going to say you need to slow your roll right there. I am not on board with that strategy. I mean, there are so yeah. many better breakfast choices on the no, planet. No, no. Talk about so many better. the best breakfast because of the steak Oh, my breakfast. gosh, Don. There's it, no way, man. Had, no way. Have you had it? Have you had it? Yes, I've had it. Oh, man. It's the best. I don't know. You must have gotten a bad one because it's. I just think maybe that's too much grease for breakfast, possibly. I think. I oh, know. no. 
it's in it's 800 calories oh and my it's god exactly what you need to start oh, your morning. <laughs> i'll eat two any any oh my day, god given the opportunity. this is i don't care if that's my entire day's calories it's it's it was worth it to have two of those in the morning <laughs> okay you need to slow down there cowboy <laughs> <laughs> And I, I know their calorie count because I had to look it up because it's like I'm eating a lot of these. And uh, yeah, it's 800. For oh my gosh. Breakfast crunch wrap. Just the crunch wrap. But it's it's that good that I am more than willing to put that into my body. It's just so good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, yes. Uh, well, I think we're going to put a pin in Taco Bell and come back to it in a moment. <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm going to go to my number two, and my number two is the king of burgers. It's Burger King. And I'm not going to gush. I'm just going to tell you, when it comes to, like, fast food burgers, and I know you're raving about P. Terry's, but the Whopper is is the king of burgers. I mean, it's it's in the name of the restaurant, Don, so, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's arguable at this point, but... I love a Whopper, and Burger King's fries are pretty tasty too. So, to me, it's like a it's like a win win. And so, even though I would never describe Burger King as health food, I'm a huge fan. I love eating there, and probably one of the few people in my family, maybe my son and I, will eat at Burger King. Nobody else wants to go there, so it's not that often that I get to go. But when I do, I'm super excited to eat there. Yeah, I I it's it's a hot take. I think the whopper is not good oh my um, gosh there it but is i i do like burger king i get the chicken fries and okay. i like the fries too the fries again infinitely better than in and out fries okay edible, we're gonna need to stop um, attacking the fries at in and out don <laughs> I, I don't like i don't i can't think of a fry that's worse than in and out so i can't there i don't think it exists I've never had a word. Okay. I, th I think you're being a little too aggressive, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that feel this. No, way. it is. It's like, like I, I, I agree. I've heard this from a number of people. It bothers me deeply. I, I just I feel like I need yeah. to preach the gospel of In-N-Out fries to them to, to get them yeah. on board. <laughs> I do like Burger King, though. I think the, the char char-grilled patty delicious mm -hmm. i i don't know why i don't like the whopper but if i just get like a regular double cheeseburger I, I it's better i don't know yeah i think i think it is a very unique tasting burger and it could be kind of an acquired taste if, if you're not a fan you may not care for it so oh i'll, I'll eat it any day of the week but definitely my go-to is their is their chicken fry They're just very dippable and i enjoy the the fry like if you've ever had their chicken fries, I have. Yeah, I've had. Well, I've had their what is it? Their nacho cheesy fries or something? Maybe not their. I think yeah, I've had their chicken fries once. I think they were they're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like them. Their their nuggets are not very good, but they are very cheap. They I know they used to be ten for a dollar fifty. Oh wow, that's that is but, cheap. Yeah, I, I don't think they're that cheap anymore, but they also were not that good, so I can see why they were ten for a dollar fifty. But yeah, yeah, their chicken fries are are high quality there, and they have the. I think they brought back the spicy one too. I, I haven't been in Burger King. Yeah, I've been there in a while because nobody will go with me. But yes, I, I hear you. Yeah. 
All right. Well, well, what's your last one, Don? What's 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 so garbage that you had to put it at number three? Because it just doesn't yeah. even deserve mentioning at the top of the list. Yeah. No. Number three is still a, a heavy hitter. It's a another one I could eat every day. Um, it it only serves chicken, and that might give it away. Actually, it doesn't. There's a lot of places that don't serve chicken, so it's still still anonymous. Uh, the best service you can get at a fast food restaurant. And I think that one gives it away. I agree. Uh, I agree. That, that's Chick-fil-A. Um, it is delicious. I I can't go wrong with any variety of their chicken sandwich. It's just good. I don't know. Their sauces are good. Their fries are good. Their sweet tea is good. The service is too good. It should be worse. I don't know what <laughs> you they want do the to service to be worse. Is that it? I think I, it would just make more sense. <laughs> um, it it just doesn't it doesn't make sense how their employees are that good. I, I, they just they do incredible things. I, they go above and beyond in every capacity. I mean, really, Chick Fil A is. You, you know I, who else has service that good, Don? Who's that? In and out. I don't know. I have you been to In and Out lately? They are very similar to Chick Fil A and how they take orders, how they process yeah, orders. They can move do, a lot of people through there very quickly. Do they say my pleasure? I don't think they do. I know they don't. I've been there. They do not say that. Loud. I think you're pushing. It, it is now. <laughs> no. I mean, like every single employee at Chick Fil A says, "It is my pleasure to serve you." Well, I, it's it's is, on the script, man. They got to read it. <laughs> It doesn't matter. That's an insane script for someone to say. And I feel it. I, I genuinely feel it from the employee. Like, I don't even think it's just a script. I think that person genuinely feels pleasure in serving me. And I, that's okay. just how I feel in Chick-fil-A. It's, it's I'm, wild. I'm glad it's, it's working. Wild. I'm glad their concept is getting, getting over on you. But having worked in fast food when I was young, I can tell you that I, I was forced to watch training videos by my employer on how to treat the customer politely and make the customer feel welcome and, and valued when they, yeah, it's, it's pretty common. It's just Chick-fil-A seems to have mastered the art of convincing their employees to actually do it versus other yeah, fast food restaurants. I, that's what I'm saying though. It's, it's something that they put in the water there. It's, it is different. It is a different, cause I, I was in customer service myself and I was in for a very good company doing customer service. And I did. I did not say my pleasure, and like <laughs> if their script did not include my pleasure. Like it was not. It was just not what they are. And I think they're this. I don't know. It. It. It just. They. They take it to another level on every level. That it's just. It is a a different experience. They're the fastest. They're the politest. They're. They're just. They're sensational. I don't know. They're they're just you can't you can't beat it. And I think they have a great. I think they're the most consistent fast food ever. I've just, I, I will agree with that. Their their execution on their food is very consistent from yeah, visit to the, visit. Yeah, the quality control is another level at Chick Fil A. I just I I never I've never like they get your order right. They give. The chicken tastes the same every time. It's always cooked. The fries are always good. Like it's just like the sweet tea is always sweet. Like I, it's just every layer that they can, they execute flawlessly. And I think that's 
just another point. It's like I if I go to Chick-fil-A, I know exactly what I'm gonna get every single day. And that that's a unique experience. And I don't know how they manage that so well, but it's impressive and that's that's why it's number three. It's up there. Well, I will say that Chick-fil-A is probably my number four. I also am a big fan. I eat there regularly. My wife loves it and yeah, I like Chick-fil-A a lot. It's it's a cool place. It's it's definitely one that's high on my list. Um, and I, I did reshuffle. I, I cut my original number three out. And I think it was just in there for nostalgia purposes. I had McDonald's in there. And I'm like, you know, I like McDonald's fine. But it's just something my wife and I did. We ate there when we were in college. And it's it's although I will periodically get a hankering for it and go to McDonald's, I couldn't in good conscience put it above number three. You've already talked a lot about number three. I, I, I'm going to talk a little bit about it. It's Taco Bell, right? I, I also am a huge fan of Taco Bell, but I've been pretty lucky, and most of the things that I want to get tend to stay on the menu. Menu Like the Burrito Supreme has been a, a constant. The uh, Soft Taco Supremes have been a constant. Um, you didn't even mention the uh, Doritos Locos Tacos. I mean, come on, dude. Did they take those away or they're still on? I don't know if they're still on the menu, but when they when I was getting them, they were super tasty. <laughs> oh yeah, they're they're delicious. It's basically a, a chip with a taco in it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is great. I feel like they might have taken them away. Yeah, well, you know, that's just if they did, then I have to join the rant that you're on about uh, them giving and taking no, no. away. They still have it. Okay. It's just, it used to be a dollar, and now it's $2.50. Okay, so inflation is real. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the good news is I just heard that in May, our year-over-year inflation reached the lowest point in two years of 4%, and the FOMC decided not to raise the federal funds rate. So the increased federal funds rate is finally starting to have an effect on inflation. It's going down. So hopefully we'll see... These fast food prices stabilize before fast food restaurants start to cost what like fine dining experiences cost. But yeah, um, yeah, nope. Taco Bell definitely a go-to for me. Um, a lot of people don't like it, but I I'll eat there any chance I get. So that's my number three, Taco man. Doritos Local Tacos for life. <laughs> yeah, no, I I do love a Doritos Local Taco. I miss. I miss whenever it was a dollar. I would eat a lot whenever it was a dollar. Yeah, well, Taco Bell's still value for dollar, though, compared to other restaurants. It, they it still is. have, like, a rotating dollar menu, which is very... Or maybe it's just value. Now. I haven't I haven't ordered something off their value in a well, while. But. I will tell you, like, now all these fast food places have apps, and you, all the apps give you benefits or points. McDonald's app, is stupid good and you can eat you can still eat pretty cheap at mcdonald's if you use the app and they have deals on free stuff every day on their app like i'm talking like sandwiches like egg mcmuffin or a quarter pounder or big mac or they, they you can get really good stuff on mcdonald's app um, so it is still possible to eat cheap but you got to work at it a little bit more than you used to yeah yeah i agree i actually it i Decided to get the McDonald's app and give it a test drive. And uh, I I ordered it. And somehow, I guess it didn't go through. And so I got there and it wasn't ready. And I had to reorder. And I don't know what happened. 
but that was my McDonald's app experience. So oh far. no! Well, you might have ordered it from a different restaurant than the one you went to. Is that possible? No, because like I went to like the orders in the app, and it just wasn't there. And I don't know what I did wrong. Oh no! But I'm I'm afraid to use the app. <laughs> oh, you can, you still fear the app, Don? The app is great. It did. It did have a great. It had a great deal. I'd say uh, I see the value. Despite all your rhetoric about the Starbucks app, the McDonald's app is the best fast food app out there, including yeah. Starbucks. <laughs> I I cannot agree with that. The Starbucks uh, app is garbage. It's so good. Garbage. Oh, so much frustration with that app. We have ordered Starbucks from the wrong restaurant, even though the GPS is enabled and we're sitting right next to the restaurant we're ordering from. We It doesn't... You have to hunt around for the interview. If you don't click the link that pops up right away, you have to hunt around for where you go give a tip on the interface. The tip is fixed. You can't put a variable amount tip. There's so many things wrong with that piece of crud app that Starbucks has. I will not stand for this. Piece of crud app. (laughs) Their app is sensational it is not sensational. i i want to check the app store i want to see i feel like mcdonald's is higher than starbucks but i don't know because it's better (laughs) i don't know we we have to do a a live check on the uh, iphone i i can't speak for android i don't even know if they have app but uh we'll we'll see exactly where we place here i think mcdonald's mcdonald's is number 24 so you are right mcdonald's is the better app I don't even know where Starbucks is. I know. Is. Starbucks <laughs> is 72, so it's not even close. Uh, I'm going to retract everything I said. McDonald's is the better app, um, just statistically. Well, thank you, Don. <laughs> yeah. That being said, I, I'll take the Starbucks app every single day of the in in comparison to the McDonald's. You know, I, I can't help that you make bad decisions sometimes, Don, but I, we still like you. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, that's it. That's our bacon bit. Fast food uh, suggestions. I cannot wait to eat at P. Terry's. I'm telling you. I'm pretty excited about it. So. Yeah, yeah. And our taste test of In-N-Out versus P. Terry's, that'll, that'll I, also be sensational. I'm in. Once we can get there. I'm 110% in. I mean, we I, can eat lunch at one and dinner at the other. We'll do whatever you want, man. <laughs> No, we'll, we'll have to do a side-by-side, you know, at the same time, just like a, well, a, wa- a water palette cleanser between burger But bites. these are there's a freshness quotient that you have to get with these burgers. They're, you want to get them right, right on the tray, right off the grill. You, it, you don't want a, a, a burger that's been sitting in your car for 15 minutes while we converge on a, on a mutual it, location. It, fast food is, is intended to eat at home. I know in and out is the only fast food where they're like, we know you can't wait. So we're going to put it in available to eat in your car, but that is not normal. No one else does that. <laughs> don, 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 don. <laughs> That's the only place <laughs> out of all fast food that I've ever seen. It's like, we know you're in a hurry. So just eat it in your car. And you know, I, it's, that's the only place that exists. All these other, they're fully wrapping their food and in and outs giving you this in a open box and an open wrapper, uh, which is like again, fast unusual. food was meant to be served. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but why has no other fast food adopted this? Ah, <laughs> uh, who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> so th- this is what I'm saying. We get the we get the drive-throughs at the same time. We have the call. 
hey, I'm ordering right now. Hey, I'm ordering right now. And then we converge and meet at a location. We have the burgers side by side, same time with the taste test, with a, a water palate cleanser between bites. So we can directly see, because I, 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 I don't know if I'm just hyping P. Terry. I, I know I, the experience is better for P. Terry's because they have edible fries. They have delicious fries. Their fries are great. And they have IBC root beer. So I don't know if those two, because In-N-Out makes a great burger. And I would say I would take P. Terry's burger for In-N-Out. But I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's the other two that just make it so much better for me that I'm like, oh yeah, it's way better than In and Out. It's the it's or, the whole package basically is what you're saying. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's a whole package bias or if it's legitimately just a better burger. I can't say. All right. Well, that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, we'll we'll have to give it the 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 blind. We could even do a blind taste test. That, that could be I, but then I'm just, I will be able to pick out an In-N-Out burger like in a moment on a blind taste test. But then the question is, which it, it, you don't have to be blind to say, okay, which one do I like better? That's true. Which one is generating the better burger experience when I bite into it? Yeah. I don't know. There's some like uh, on TikTok, <laughs> there's these blind taste tests where the, there's a, a lifelong Dr. Pepper fan, right? And they line up, you know, Dr. P and Mr. Pib and all these other Dr. Peppers. And the person who drinks Dr. Pepper every day is like, yeah, I, I know Dr. Pepper. I can taste Dr. Pepper. And they go through 12 Dr. Pepper lookalikes and they cannot tell a single one of them. It's, it's hard. I mean, I think I could pick it out, but I will say that like, if you've ever had, you know, like uh, Dr. B or Mr. Pib or they, Mr. Pib, I could spot, but like, H-E-B, the grocery store near us, has a knockoff brand. I think they call it Dr. B or something like that. And it's it's not so remote from Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah. It was, I, I, I think I could pick out Dr. Pepper over, over any one of the other ones. If you gave me 12 of them, it might be hard to do. Yeah. 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 I, I, think, I think that's where if you can pick out Dr. Pepper in a lineup, that's impressive. But I feel like it's also... Almost impossible. And they do this with all sorts of drinks. But I've been I able... Even, I did that with Coke and New Coke and back in the day, and I was able to, able to spot that easily. It's it's super easy. I, I drink a lot of soft drinks, though, so... That's fair. <laughs> all right. Well, that wraps up our, our bacon bit. Yeah. So I think that wraps up episode 25 on individual stocks. Yeah. You, you want to you wanna walk... Take us out, Don, or... Yeah, I mean it, it's it's been a, a solid twenty five uh, twenty five episodes, huge milestone. Yeah, been a been a good good one. So, um, looking forward to the next time we can do it. Agree, I am too. All right, well that's it, man. Uh, we've wasted enough of these folks' time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess there's nothing left to say, but have a great day, everybody. Bye, Don. Bye. This podcast is not financial advice. We are not financial advisors, and content is for entertainment and educational purposes only. You should do your own research or consult a professional investment advisor before making any investment decisions. And as always, thanks for listening to the Piggy Bank Chronicles.